This is Tips and Tricks for Teachers podcast, the podcast for lifelong learners. This podcast is for the new teacher who wants to learn some useful techniques and strategies that can help create positive outcomes in your classroom. It is also for the seasoned teacher who wants to try alternative approaches. Listen to quick ideas that are easily implementable in your classroom. I am Miss Joanna and I host this podcast. This is episode 9, and our topic is How to Maintain Connection and Belongingness in the Distance Learning Classroom. Let's face it, don't we all yearn for a certain level of human connection and belongingness? As adults, we are sometimes choosy as to whom we connect with. Some of us are extroverts and prefer to be around many people, while some are introverts and prefer to open up only to a small number of acquaintances. The same goes for children. When it comes to the learning environment, it is the same. All learners, even adult learners, appreciate human connection in learning environments. For children, this is not just something nice to have, but a must. The younger the learner, the more the sense of belongingness is needed. For younger learners, in fact, the purpose of school is not just for academics, but for socialization and learning various social skills. For those who do homeschooling, this socialization may be achieved through structured or unstructured extracurricular activities like sports clinics, meetups with neighbors, uh, joining arts and crafts classes, among others. However, at this point in time, in most parts of the world, With restrictions due to COVID-19, even these are not possible. As As teachers, we now face the challenge, therefore, to maintain this human connection in the online classroom and ensure that every child feels that they belong. No child should be left behind. Here are a few tips to try to keep the human connection and a sense of belongingness alive in your distance learning classroom. Tip number one, welcome the learners. Begin modules with an introduction video of yourself talking to the students about the unit or the topic that you are going to cover. Um, However, do not begin immediately by talking about anything technical. Talk about something light, perhaps about yourself. Find some common ground between you and your students. Perhaps talk about one of your favorite books that the students may know. Talk about um, a video game that you have played, your hobbies, or anything that would make the students feel more welcome in your class. That is half the purpose of this introduction video, to welcome them. The other half would be to let them know the goals of the course or the module and what they can expect to learn. Tip number two, be accessible. Let the children know the best way to reach you and give the time that you are available. For instance, you may tell the students that they may contact you through the chat option in Google Hangouts from 10 a.m. to 12 noon 
because probably that's the white space in your timetable and you've allotted that for student queries. Of course, you may also remind them that um, they may email you or message you anytime, but do allot a time for real-time exchanges and make sure that you are actually able to commit to it. Some of the chat options that are available um, are not free or would require the school to purchase and set up corporate accounts for the feature to be available. Here are a few ideas to consider. So as I mentioned, Google Hangouts Chat, Microsoft Teams, Chanty, C-H-A-N-T-Y, Flock, and Slack. Slack is actually free. There are, um, are paid options, but you can use the free option and... Um, and it's pretty easy to use. One other reason to use an app is to avoid giving out your number to the students. I understand that it's easier to chat through messaging apps like Viber, WhatsApp, or Telegram, but it is also always good to um, set boundaries between your work and personal life. So if this is something that you value, you may use one of the other options that were mentioned earlier for messaging. Most of them have versions for mobile phones, so it will be as easy to use as, um, say, WhatsApp, Viber, and Telegram. All right, tip number three. Facilitate learner-to-learner -learner interaction. Create discussion boards for your class and use them for assignments where students will respond to their classmates' posts. For instance, let's say your topic for English language is expressing preference. Then, you can assign a task where you ask the students to answer the question, which would you prefer, to be rich or have a lot of friends? Then you can say something like, explain your answer in at least three sentences. As an English teacher, you will grade the students' command of the language structures, um, grammar and punctuation, that are covered in your lesson. Then, tell the students that after they post their own answers, Two days later, or three days later, they are supposed to post replies or reactions to two of their classmates' posts. Give them guide questions or sentence starters. For example, um, I agree with your choice because... Dot, dot, dot. Or, I would rather dash than dash because... Or, um, I think you explained your choice well. However, I have a different opinion. If you teach science, um, a question can be, um, which would you prefer, opaque or translucent windows? Then you may ask the English teacher for tips on how to grade the language part, um, which, if it is a science subject, of course, should have a small percentage. But it wouldn't be wrong to mark language because it tests the student's ability to effectively convey the meaning or the message. I talk quite lengthily about discussion boards in episode 6, so you may check that out for more details. Tip number 4. Another idea for learner-to-learner -learner interaction is breakout groups. Have breakout groups that allow for more learner-to-learner -learner communication and collaboration. Set up these groups yourself, then invite the students in so that you can pop in anytime to join the conversations, um, help when you can, redirect the discussions that have gone astray, and check on students' progress. 
Tip number five, personalize your comments. Write to the students about their work before returning them or um, while grading them, you may write uh, personalized comments also. Um, leave personalized notes. Now, I, I emphasize personalized here, not just a number or letter grades. Um, provide substantive feedback, but personalize it. The comment itself may be generic, but the way that you relay it may be more personal. Tell them nicely what they can do to improve. Telling them to study more or do better next time does not do much for the student who is out of ideas. I understand that there may be too many students under your care, so it may be too difficult to do this for every student every time. But do make sure that you are able to reach out to all of your students by the end of the quarter or term. Tip number six. Solicit suggestions from the students as to the kinds of activities they would like to do. When you choose the activities that the students suggested, they would feel good about it, especially if you mention whose idea it is. Tip number seven. Respond to students' posts on discussion or message boards. Respond in a timely manner. I think that's uh, pretty self-explanatory, so I will not go into any more detail. Tip number eight, make time for fun. Maybe allocate one uh, 15 or 30 minute session for fun activities or those that will just allow the students to lighten up and be themselves. All right, to wrap up, tip number one, welcome the learners with a video. Tip number two, be accessible, a lot communication time with the students. Tip number three, facilitate learner-to-learner -learner interaction through discussion boards. Tip number four, assign breakout groups as another learner-to-learner -learner interaction idea. Tip number five, personalize your comments or feedback. Tip number six, select activities that came from student suggestions. Tip number seven, take the initiative to respond to students' posts on the discussion boards. And tip number eight, make time for fun. All right, those are my tips for today. I hope you picked up a thing or two at least that you may be able to practice in your classroom. Again, this is Miss Joanna for Tips and Tricks for Teachers. Thanks, y'all, and um, tune in again next week.